Hello, welcome to The Word on the Street, an awesome chance to engage with the Bible for you and your kids. Time to turn your spare time into God's time, and here to help is your host, Anna Ware. Hide and Seek is a great game. We love playing hide and seek. Our favorite is at night with the lights off. I used to play it when I was a kid. It is so funny when there is someone and you just can't find them, even when you have looked in that place millions of times. My favorite spot to hide is something like a wardrobe behind clothing so that when someone looks in there, they still can't find me and it's really dark. In this episode, the story involves a little hide-and-seek game, which isn't really a game. It's a little bit dangerous, but you'll find out a bit more about that later. This series, we are talking about hard things, and it's not very nice thinking about all of the horrible things that might come up in our lives. If you live in Australia, it's likely that you actually haven't had that many hard things come up in your life yet, and maybe you'll end up living your life without very hard things going on at all. Around the world, there are a lot of hard things going on, and you never know when those hard times will hit you. If you've just joined us recently to The Word on the Street, I want to give you a big welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying it, please give The Word on the Street five stars. I love you for it. What do you think? I want you to think, really think. Are you ever tempted to do bad things or to break rules or to do evil when you are in a hard situation? All right, so imagine you are being bullied. Are you ever tempted to hit or to smack or to punch or to kick the bully? When you are super hungry, are you ever tempted to steal food. When you are not allowed to do something that you really want to do, do you do it anyway? Today's story is about David, who faced a really, really hard time playing this mammoth game of hide-and-seek, but he might get killed if he was found. And he still did not want to do any evil, even when he was presented with opportunity on multiple occasions. Today's story. David was a boy when God told him he would become king over all Israel one day. David was a shepherd who looked after sheep, and he was the boy who fought the giant Goliath with just a stone and a sling. David was the youngest brother of eight brothers. He He was very musical and played the harp so well that when King Saul was feeling stressed, he requested David's harp music to calm his nerves. David was an amazing soldier going to battle to protect the promised land from invaders over and over again. David was actually so amazing that King Saul of Israel got so jealous. Everyone said David was the better soldier. Everyone loved David. So Saul 
tried to kill David, and he chased him around the countryside. Saul decided to get an army together to hunt David, but everyone loved David so much, and they said, David's so loyal to God, and he's so loyal to Israel, and they reminded Saul that David was his son-in-law, so David had married Saul's daughter. David's best friend was also Saul's son, Jonathan. Many people heard about the chase for David, and they tried to help him. David's family went with him because they were in danger too, because they were related to David. And other people came to David. People came because they were angry, they came because they were in debt or in trouble. And David ended up having 400 people with him as he tried to hide from King Saul. Can you imagine trying to play a game of hide and seek with 400 other people with you? David tried to look after everyone. They lived in Adullam Cave for a long while. Then David was able to work out for his family to live in safety in Moab, which is where Ruth came from. 1 Samuel chapter 23 from verse 14 to 17 says this. David stayed in hideouts in the hill country of Zeph Desert. Saul kept searching, but God never let Saul catch him. One time, David was at Horesh in Ziph Desert. He was afraid because Saul had come to the area to kill him. But Jonathan, Saul's son, David's best friend, went to see David. And God helped him encourage David. Don't be afraid, Jonathan said. My father Saul will never get his hands on you. In fact, you're going to be the next king of Israel and I'll be your highest official. Even my father knows it's true. At one point, David was hiding on one side of the hill and Saul was on the other. David was nearly cornered as they were about to close in on David, but God was still looking after him. A messenger came with an emergency for Saul and he had to abandon the chase for a while. David was safe, but only for a while. In 1 Samuel 24, we learn that after Saul had dealt with his emergency, he came back because he heard that David was in the desert around En Gedi. Saul led 3,000 of Israel's best soldiers out to look for David and his men near wild goat rocks at En Gedi. There were some sheep pens along the side of the road and one of them was built around the entrance to a cave and Saul went in the cave to relieve himself. Relieve himself is a nice way of saying he went in to use it as a toilet. We or a poo, something like that. David and his men were hiding at the back of that cave. They whispered to David, The Lord told you he was going to let you defeat your enemies and do whatever you want with them. This must be the day the Lord was talking about. David sneaked over and cut off a small piece of Saul's robe, Saul's clothes. But Saul didn't notice a thing. Afterwards, David was sorry that he had even done that. And he told his men, stop talking foolishly. We're not going to attack Saul. He's my king. And I pray that the Lord will keep me from doing anything to harm his chosen king. Saul left the cave and started down the road. Soon David also got up and left the cave. Your majesty, he shouted from a distance. Saul turned around to look. David bowed down very low and said, Your majesty, why do you listen to people who say that I'm trying to harm you? You can see for yourself that the Lord gave me the chance to catch you in this cave today. Some of my men wanted to kill you, but I wouldn't let them do it. I told them, I will not harm the Lord's chosen king. 
Your Majesty, look at what I'm holding. You can see that it's a piece of your robe. If I could cut off a piece of your robe, I could have killed you. But I let you live and that should prove I'm not trying to harm you or to rebel. I haven't done anything to you and you keep trying to ambush and kill me. David keeps going. I'll let the Lord decide which one of us has done right. I pray that the Lord will punish you for what you're doing to me, but I won't do anything to you. An old proverb says, only evil people do evil things, so I won't harm you. Now Saul was struck by David's kindness and he went home. David went back to his cave to live. But Saul didn't stop thinking about David And when he learned where David was another time, he went out to find him, to kill him again. David heard that Saul was tracking him again and sent out some spies to see what Saul was up to. That same night the spies went out, David and Abishai, another man who was with him, crept into the camp. Now Saul was sleeping and his spear was stuck In the ground, not far from his head, Abner and the soldiers, who were supposed to be looking after Saul, were sound asleep all around him. David's friend Abishai whispered, This time God has let you get your hands on your enemy. I'll pin him to the ground with one thrust of his own spear. Don't kill him, David whispered back. The Lord will punish anyone who kills his chosen king. Let's grab his spear and his water jar and get out of here. David took the spear and the water jar, then left the camp. None of Saul's soldiers knew what had happened or even woke up. The Lord had made them all fall sound asleep. David and Abishai crossed the valley and went to the top of the next hill where they were at a safe distance. Abner! David shouted towards Saul's army. Can you hear me? Abner shouted back. Who dares disturb the king? Abner, what kind of man are you? David replied. Aren't you supposed to be the best soldier in Israel? Then why didn't you protect your king? Anyone who went into your camp could have killed him tonight. You are a complete failure. Look and see if you can find the king's spear and water jar that were near his head. Saul could tell it was David's voice and he called out, David, my son, is that you? I'm not sure why he's calling him my son. He wants to kill him. Yes, it is, Your Majesty. Why are you after me? Have I done something wrong or have I committed a crime? Why should the King of Israel hunt me down as if I were a bird in the mountains? David, Saul said, you had a chance to kill me today, but you didn't. I was very wrong about you. It was a terrible mistake for me to try to kill you. I've acted like a fool, but I'll never try to harm you again. You are like a son to me. So please come back. David replied, Your Majesty, here's your spear. Have one of your soldiers come and get it. The Lord put you in my power today, but you are his chosen king and I wouldn't harm you. Now this game of hide and seek with Saul and David lasted for seven years. Once Saul had died in battle, the hunt was over and David became king. David wrote a lot of poems that we call Psalms. And he wrote them when he was king and he wrote them all through his life. And one of the psalms that he wrote was while he was in the wilderness on this hunt. Psalm 63 verses 4 to 8. 
He says, As long as I live, I will pray to you, Lord. I will sing joyful praises and be filled with excitement like a guest at a banquet. I think about you, Lord, before I go to sleep. And my thoughts turn to you during the night. You have helped me and I sing happy songs in the shadow of your wings. I stay close to you and your powerful arm supports me. When you are going through hard times, are you tempted to sin? David did not want to be evil. When you are going through hard times, keep on doing good. Do not do evil. That is something that God doesn't want us to do. Question time. Question number one. What is it, do you think, that made David determined to do the right thing no matter what? Question number two. Are you determined to do the right thing no matter what? Why or why not? In the next episode, we are going to be looking at Job who suffered a lot but was still able to trust God right to the end. Thanks for tuning in. Keep trusting God. Well, we have come to the end of this episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Why not take a moment now to think about what you can take away from today's talk? Oh, and if you want to discover more episodes and resources, head on over to the Word on the Street website. There's a link in the show notes, and you'll also find there a copy of today's passage. Thanks for being part of the Word on the Street. We're really looking forward to you joining us again real soon. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network. Eternitypodcasts.com.au